Hey everybody, today we are going to be bringing to you a guest that is incredibly talented. He is one of our friends and we can't wait for you to hear from him, Lesroy Leward. I'm going to read you his bio, which is incredibly impressive, and I can't wait for you to hear this interview. Lesroy is father. He is the video creator, director, he's a phone photographer, and an entrepreneur. Lesroy has worked in television for 21 years, from working with college sports to entertainment TV to marketing and corporate, the MLB, NASCAR, and NBA. He prides himself in being versatile in life, whether it's being creative, starting new business ventures, or just challenging himself with creative ideas. He loves to travel, play sports, and go on adventures with his partner, Megan, better known by her term of endearment, Maggie Poo. Traveling, it brings Lesroy joy, whether solo or with someone. He loves exploring new cultures, foods, and places. With his experience, he has formed his own media company as the multifaceted owner of Lured Media and Lured Life LLC. Lesroy and Megan are also the founders of the Knit Headwear and Positive Messaging Clothing Company, Expressive Hearts Knits. I can't wait for you all y'all to hear this one. And here we go. I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. And this is Success in Black and White. The podcast. Where our mission is to bridge the gap between between racial racial boundaries. boundaries. We can't wait to share our stories, tips, and experiences. As well as hear from extraordinary guests. So stay tuned. As we jump into this episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Success in Black and White. The podcast. We are back one more again. We are back one more again. Yeah, and tonight we're not alone. We're not alone. We We, got guests. Yeah, we always like when we're not alone. We get to bring somebody (laughs) else into the conversation and share some of their experiences and share some of their life with us um, and hopefully leave you with some tips of how to be successful and also some tips on some ways that in their work, uh, they do what we call bridging the gap. Yes, I'm so. excited because this is a longtime friend of yours. Yeah, yeah. And this is now a good friend of mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm going to let you introduce our guest because you have that long-standing relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to hear what comes out your mouth. Uh-uh. So she kind of... <laughs> Hey, you trying to set us up? to get you. <laughs> set you up for the okie doke. Don't fall for it. Don't fall. For no it. stories. No <laughs> stories. Hey, so we go way back. We go way back to college. I'm not gonna say years. I'm not gonna date us because we. Uh, <laughs> I would just. I was just following uh, this person on social media uh, not long ago. He was talking about his age because he just had a birthday not long ago, and I was like, bro. Like when you say your body don't respond and recover like it used to, <laughs> I feel it every day. So let me, let me jump into it. So we go way right. back. We went to Florida State, Florida State University together. Um, we lived together for a long time, um, yes, and yes, we sir. just kind of uh, got to know each other, and we became brothers, and and we just kind of kept that relationship over the years. And he's doing great things. Um, in his field and in his life, and it uh, brings me joy to see him being successful um, in all the things that he's doing. 
Um, and now we got we kind of get to follow, you know, the family. He's putting himself out there a little bit more. He got the social media jumping, um, you know. Yeah, and, trying to. <laughs> so it's good. So right. I'm going to introduce you all to Lesroy Luard, and he's going to start off by telling us, the people, a little bit about yourself, man, about your life, your background, what drives you, what motivates you. Tell us what you do. What you do. <laughs> man, man, man. Geez, so many questions all at once. It's like rapid fire. <laughs> I'm going to start rambling. It's going to be a 30-minute interview just me talking. No, nah, I'm Um, I'm Lesroy Les Luard. I'm so thrilled to be on y'all's podcast, man. I've been watching and peeping it for a couple months now, and I love what y'all are doing. I love that y'all are engaging, inviting, like, the family dynamic and just, like, talking about issues, social you know, the hard topics, the easy topics, the fun topics, like that's, that's, that's awesome. Like successful people like together, it makes my heart smile like 100%. Um, so I appreciate y'all for having me on as a guest, just little old me, man, it means a lot. So without all the other accolades, um, I'm less Luar, like I said, y'all. And, um, I always introduce myself as I'm a father, I'm a video, I'm a video editor and I'm a, just a lover of life. Right. So on the father's side, I had a daughter. I was married and I had a daughter at 22, super early, super young. So navigating that was tough. That was hard. Um, but, you know, you figure out bumps and bruises. You figure it out and you just you just learn what to do, what not to do. And obviously things with mom didn't work out. We we separated, divorced, um, but still wanted to keep that bond and that relationship with my daughter. So I always like whenever someone asks me what I do, what I am, who I am. I always say I'm a father first, like, even though, like, I was terrible at in some points of my life and better in some points of my life at being a father, like, I'm still a father, and I know I want to be present as a father no matter what happens. Um, so, yeah, I'm a father. I'm a video editor, video creator. I've uh, been editing and putting together creative videos and storytelling for about 22 years. It's been a minute. I started in high school. Uh, with television production and that was insane um like it was something that clicked inside of me that knew exactly what i wanted to do for the rest of my life like i wanted to be in front of television i wanted to be involved in television i wanted to put stuff together i took that television production class and i did the editing tape to tape <laughs> uh back in the day that's super old school um i did the morning announcements i interviewed uh you know coaches and players and, and all the kinds of stuff i did all that stuff and then I graduated and uh, went to college and I kind of transitioned into the same thing. I started working with the Seminole Productions Sports Network on uh, Florida Sunshine Network. I was doing reporting. I was uh, doing the highlight videos and shooting the camera work for the women's basketball team. I was on the court for, for pretty much every big moment. Uh, I did camera for the football team. Like I was literally trying to immerse myself in any like production possible so that I can like follow that dream, follow that career. And then when I graduated, I ended up moving to Atlanta, uh, getting into an entertainment facet, a uh, show called Atlanta Tonight, which is kind of like entertainment tonight, but on a local level for Atlanta. And I met all kinds of celebrities, interviewed all kinds of people. Uh, it was crazy. It was amazing, you know, as a young rookie getting into the game at 21, 22 or whatever, um, getting into that world like that, I, I like I knew that's what I wanted to do. So I kept editing, kept getting better. And let me tell y'all, I was terrible as an editor back then. One of my good friends, Ishmael, told me, man, if you look back at your old work and you can't say that it's terrible, 
then that means you didn't get better. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I did a thing where I posted a lot of my old work during the quarantine times. And I saw some of the stuff I edited and put together, man. I was like, face palming <laughs> like a mug. Like, I was like, really? I thought this was hot back then. <laughs> oh, last for like 15 years. And I'm just like, yeah, thank God. I can look at that and be like, yeah, this is not good. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm a lover of life. The last aspect of me introducing me, describing me, because I love to travel. I like to experience uh, things. I like to you know, just kind of meet people everywhere I go. Uh, I like to just experience new things and just not be afraid to like live life because tomorrow's not promised and you got, you can't take anything with you. So I just like to live life. I'm smart about it, but I like to live life and enjoy uh, the people that are around me, the moment. And, um, and those are the kind of the principles that I live with my businesses, my social media, my, you know, relationships, all of that stuff. Like those three facets, like I, if you look at my social media, you look at my media company, you look at any freelance inter- entrepreneurial businesses that I do, like they're all about like those three facets. And yeah, in a nutshell, that's me, guys. So I appreciate y'all. Let's get the dialogue going. I feel like I'm talking too much. No, man, you got to tell the people who you are, man. They got to know who they listening to. And, and I appreciate yeah. that, that you shared those, um, you know, those success tips that's what i'm gonna call those success tips and what i took away was i think from the very beginning like if you look back and and you know you're not doing the face palm of some of your previous work that means you ain't growing man i like that right 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 it made me think of even in the past couple years (laughs) i know what you're gonna say his first iteration (laughs) of our website honest (laughs) to god truth trash had clip art on it <laughs> so we look back and we're no. like Man, how far trash you i'm like you was straight trash i was like i can't believe i actually published this yep yeah we thought it was it, so good hey i was hyped when we put it out like i had my shoulder bounce going i was like yeah we in here now i look back i'm like straight <laughs> trash that's, That's the thing, man. That's the thing. It's like, it's crazy when, even even with like pictures, like outfits that you wear like five, six years ago, right? You'd be like, oh, 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 done. This was a killer outfit. You look back at that thing now, you'd be like, what? What was I thinking? Why though? Why the pants looking like that? Why did that shirt look like that? Yeah, I had posted something recently. I had these pants on, bro. It was about like 10, 11 years ago. I'm, it was December. I'm in front of my mom's house. And I'm like, I'm stunned. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, posed like a model. Boy, you couldn't tell me nothing. I look back at the thing. I said, oh, I Lord. It. I saw it. The cushions were side by side. I was like, hey, man, no pants played out, bro. No pants played out. Not only did they have the pleats, they was like, Three sides is too big. I'm like, we don't do that Three no more. Three sides too big. <laughs> with a belt. With a belt. Bruh. Yeah, man. Fashion game definitely stepped up. Uh, I, 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 hope, I hope I don't look back 10 years from now and be like, why was I wearing that shirt? Why was that shirt so tight? Hey. Oh, my gosh. That color was terrible. <laughs> hey, you got, the, even, you got the muscles now, man. You got the muscles now. Go ahead. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can fill a shirt out. I can fill it out. <laughs> 
I'm joining y'all with the vino. I'm joining y'all with the vino. Cheers, though. Cheers. Time, cheers. Um, you know, I was just thinking as you were talking, it makes sense to me that this is like your lifelong journey because I look at y'all are gonna like you two know, but the audience is gonna be like, what? But I am like so in love with your photography. And he's oh, like, thank you so much. I shoot it in an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, but look at Lester's photography. Like, it's just, you have an eye. So even if yeah. the technology is not as sophisticated as one would like think, or like, oh, it's supposed to be like this amazing, like $5,000 yeah. camera. You're like, it's an iPhone, but your eye for yeah. photography is amazing. And so obviously, like, this is something that is an art form for you. You've crafted you've obviously morphed like your videographer skills, which obviously you still have, but you have morphed them also into photography because the photography I right. see, I'm like, I would pay somebody a lot of money to do that. <laughs> like, it's just amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> uh, yeah. I appreciate that. Um, I'm hoping to get there to get paid lots of money to do it. <laughs> Shoot. That's, that's the goal. <laughs> the trajectory. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I, I've always had an eye for like, the right shot or the right composition or like I like to say I like to like everything that I do I like it to tell a story so I'm very big on storytelling so uh with the photography it's been crazy like I legit like started it because I got tired of trying to keep up with the video production uh rate of technology like every year something there's a new lens there's a new camera there's a new uh you know set of tools in order to be on top of your game and be you know on top of the industry right so i had back in the day i had a you know panasonic dvx 100a shot 24p it was all it was awesome it was the best at the time made my you know it's been paid for itself after, after you know two years or whatever with all my freelance gigs but after about three years a new iteration came out and a new one, and a new one, and then before I knew it, it my my camera was outdated. I, it, HD came out. I didn't. I had no use for it anymore. So I was just like, you know what? I need to figure out a niche where I could still use my like eye for things, and and like not be stuck in a box of I can't create. So for years, when the iPhone came out, I just took pictures for fun with my iPhone, always on vacation, always around friends and family, whatever. Just took great pictures. And obviously, as the cameras got better, the quality of pictures got better because, you know, you're able to have a, a higher end uh, megapixel camera and lenses and all that stuff. Um, and then probably around maybe like two years ago, one of my friends, we were on vacation in Greece and she was like, your pictures are stunning. Like, this is ridiculous. How are you getting such good pictures? I'm, I had the same phone as you. And I'm like, a lot of it is knowing I'm going to give you all this is a secret alert. Uh big secret alert um a lot of it is knowing how to manipulate the lighting and use the lighting in that photo composition and knowing how to position your subject right so position your subject might be if your subject is right here instead of like zooming in you move it's not always about telling your subject to move because that subject might not be able to move it's about you positioning yourself so that that position of that subject could be in the perfect spot and then allowing the things in the background to canvas that subject 
which helps tell the story of where you are, what you're doing, the lighting, the time of day, whatever, whatever. And then uh, the next up is the lighting, like using lighting, having that person face the lighting or side be, side be one lit, the other be dark, you know, uh, or their full face be facing the light. And then uh, after you catch those basics, then, you know, if you want to enhance and do like little cool things, then all of it's editing. I've, I edit very little of my photos. Most of it is mostly like changing the lighting a little bit just to enhance or like, you know, bring up the saturation or like really enhance the story on a, on a certain shot. But for the most part, like most of my pictures are straight from the camera, very little light, light editing touches. Um, but yeah, that's the story of my Luar media photography. And it's just kind of a, a passion that's born into like a passion of fun something that I love doing that turned into like a, a side business. And yeah, that's it. Wow. That's awesome. I want to know, because I know you and the way that you ch- just kind of explain, like you take this serious and you're also like very humble. And I know you are like, yeah, hopefully I can get that bread with this. But I'm like, man, he's so, he's so humble that like if somebody asks him, he's going to do whatever to like make it work out. And I'm just like, right. hey, you're going to have to tighten up. Be like, nah, sorry, bro. I know, I know. That's what me I know. I try. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough because you do when you do when you started out doing something for the love of it. And it's not like, oh, I like I don't absolutely need this to survive or like to, to live or make a living like it's tough to be like in that zone of like, oh, this is my rate and I'm not doing it for nothing. You know what I mean? Like there are those people that do that and they're great at what they do, I'm sure. But like for me, like I try to work with my clients, people that, you know, ask me to do so. Like my, my rates and stuff are super low, way, way, like way below like someone of my quality and tenure and years. Like and I don't mind it being like that because I always want to help out people or, you know, I, I want to like give people like this awesome quality that they would get, they, they would pay thousands and thousands and thousands, but you know, like work with them because they deserve like awesome quality. Not everybody's balling on a, you know, with a big budget like that. So, you know, I just try to do what I can to, to help out people and spread my like love for what I do in, through, through their project, you know? Yeah. How do you balance that? You know, like you said, the love of, of just the work that you do. And then when you tie into like actually doing it for work, you know what I mean? Like you knew you wanted to be the videographer way back in high school. And and now you work with some major networks and now you're doing the photography because you love doing the work. Like how do you balance the love of the work and actually doing the work? Mm. Uh, Well, that's kind of tough because I think for me, it goes hand in hand it's like, I don't really separate it. Like, I love what I do. And like, I love it. And then I like, I obviously, it's tough being like staying up late at night, being, you know, on the edit machine, or, you know, spending hours trying to edit photos or like get turn it around for a client. Um, It's like, those are tough. Like Sometimes I'm up three in the morning, and I got to wake up for work, you know, actual job work, you know, at nine, eight, nine or whatever. So it's tough. But I love it. Because I just love storytelling. I love creating. I love like putting things together from a scratch, like dirt. And then when I put it together, it's like, oh, that's hot. Like that was nothing. Like, wait, how did you turn that into this? Like I, that to me, that's that's where the joy, that's where the love comes in because 
like I'm creating, I'm molding something that was like nothing into something that was like, oh my gosh, like we're proud of this. We love this. Oh, thank you so much. You know, that's always like the, the hit for me is like the shock and awe of like what it was and what it, it, what it turned out to be. And don't get me wrong. Like there's times when I'm like, yo, I'm tired. I'm not feeling it. I'm not doing it today. Not today, Jesus. We're not doing it. Jesus, give me a day. Give me a break on the seventh day, eighth day, ninth day, tenth day. He rested. I rest. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's definitely those kind of days, <laughs> like where like I have clients that like I like I don't really publicize or I don't really like like advertise my my video editing business that much anymore because like the clients that need me know me and when they're ready for me, like I'll boom, I knock it out for them. And I'll sometimes I'll work like on projects two three weeks straight. And then once they're good, like, I don't really try to reach out to anybody else because I'll have at least a good month of, like, normal chill. And that's all I need to, like, you know, relax and recoup, recharge. So um, there's definitely those days where I don't feel like editing anything. I don't feel like shooting anything. I just want to, like, sit on the couch, watch some basketball, watch some shows, eat some food, relax, be lazy, you know. So... It's a good balance. It just kind of happens naturally, like the ebb and flow. Like it gets crazy busy, and it's and then it ramps, and then I take like and it it like God knows my soul. He like it just comes right at the right time, like where nothing comes in on the door, and I'm just straight chilling. So yeah, it it, it just is. I'm just blessed. I honestly I've been blessed, man. Like God's blessed me so much. I don't know, like I I'm I never want for anything. I'm happy. I'm content with my life. Like I'm able to do and pretty much do anything and everything that I want to do. Um, travel, experiences, food, you know, businesses, whatever. Like, I'm not struggling. I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful. Like, it's been it's been a blessed, blessed life. Like, you said you didn't want to talk about age, but, like, bro, I'm 39, and I'm pretty happy about, you know, this 39. The body, the body is kind of on the decline, like we talked about. Like, I'm really disappointed about the way my body is reacting at, at age 38 and into 39. But other than that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. That's what's up, man. That's good. And that's what life is about, you know. And, and I think that if anybody who's listening can pick up anything from this, it's like find something that you're passionate about and that you love and work. Like, one of the things that, and you probably don't even realize it, but the work that you just do, man, and you talk about it so nonchalant, like, yeah, I just do this, boom, 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 crank this out, then I take a break, and then I do this, boom, 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 and then I follow you, you know, so I get to see, like, when you say you breaking, even though you are passionate about it and you love it, like, you still doing work. I'm like, he, I can tell he's chilling, but he's still <laughs> getting them, like, shots in, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's crazy. It's so, so funny. The work you do is so like high quality. I mean, I guess, well, we talked a little bit in the very intro about what you do, but even like you're working with sports stars, you're working with networks. And so everything is super high quality. So we see the stuff you do yeah. and we're like, <laughs> in that time you were working, it's like, woo. And then you come down here, but you're still coming yeah, yeah. up here. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I don't know, it's just natural and normal for me. And and I like, like you said, I operate at a really high level. Um, I've been doing this for years. And the work that I do right now with, I work with Warner Media, which is former Turner, Turner Broadcasting is now Warner Media. But I work with all the sports uh, productions. Um, I do NBA, MLB, NASCAR when we had it, 
PGA when we had it, uh, college stuff when we when we do it, March Madness. So, you know, I'm always sharing my stuff on social media that I do. For the most part, if I'm proud of it, I'll do. But like we turn out stuff so much that like you just repetitions, repetition, and you always get better. Um, but it's been cool, like all the projects that I've gotten to work on, like from teases to promos to commercials to you know, features to little mini documentaries, like that's pretty much my wheelhouse and what I do. And I like I said, telling stories. Love telling stories and I've gotten really good at it. And it's really hard sometimes because like I operate at a high standard and I like get so used to my standard that whenever like someone else like asks me like how do you do this I'm just like oh yeah you just did it boom 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 and I have to break down that like in my head like I have like a really good gift this is me speaking humbly for real like I have a gift like where it's so easy for me and so quick I can boom 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 knock something out and the next guy or the next lady may not be that may not be that gifted at like and fast at cutting it the way that I would cut it and so I have to like, like, like break down my brain and like, you know, whenever I do like mentor people and stuff or like teach young guys or young people up, like it's, it's hard for me to sometimes to remember to, or, you know, to channel myself and be like, wait, everybody's not like, doesn't have like that niche, like intern, like it's literally like, I feel like I've been blessed, like with the hand to like be able to do stuff and put stuff together so quick. It's like, for me, like editing and storytelling and putting stuff together and taking fit photos and stuff like it's gonna sound weird but i feel like i'm like neo in the matrix like you know how the, 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 when he's just like yeah and yeah it's like bop, 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 bop. and it's like nothing he's just like boop, boop, boop. like you give me give me a music track you give you give me all the elements and and you say go Whereas another guy might be so lost and he might be like, I don't understand where to, how do I, what do you want me to do with it? Like for me, it's just like, I just see a vision and boom, 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 boom. And it's easy for me to just like get it together and put it together. So a lot of the stuff that you see that I do for like Warner media, like a lot of that stuff is obviously I have a producer that helps and grabs stuff and gets stuff. But a lot of that stuff is me co-producing or me just doing and then they come back and, oh, can we tweak this a little bit, tweak this a little? So a lot of it is like me just like going and just like putting a vision or style together. And, and it usually more than, I'd say like 80%, it goes through with a couple minor changes. 20%, we got to like rearrange most of it. But yeah. 80-20, yeah. I know what you're talking <laughs> about, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know who's, yeah, the, but it's who's, your, cool. who's your favorite sports star that you've worked with and why? Oh, man. So it's weird, right? Like, so it's tough for me to say, like, who I work with, because I if if you say work with, like, right. you got to put quotes around it, because like I'm editing a lot of the people and a lot of celebrities, but I don't actually ever meet them. So it's weird. It's like I, if you put it by judging by edited, man, it's so many, like so many. But like actually that I've met and like was on set with them or like during the interview process, I was in the room. And like chatted with them, like you know, whatever, whatever. It's tough because it's not tough actually. I got two. <laughs> D Wade because that's my favorite player, my favorite I basketball do. player. And I was like, I <laughs> like I was like starstruck. I was like starstruck. I was. We were we were editing a feature for DJ Irie, um, Miami Heat DJ, mm -hmm. and that's one of my favorite pieces of all time because of the music. Like I killed the music. Like the way I like just. Yeah, you go back and watch that. That's that was one of my favorite pieces. Yeah, we watched that. So one. we had inter. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So 
we had interviewed Shaq and D-Wade to kind of like talk about DJ Irie a little bit and give his their pieces and stuff. So my boy, my, my producer, Mike Moore, he was like, yeah, man, if you want to come, like we, we're going to interview him downstairs in the green room because he was about to go on like Tuesday, Tuesday night TNT um, for air. So I was like, what? Really? All right, cool. Perfect. You know, this is my dude. Like, I've loved D-Wade since the rookie year, Flash, get not, you know, knocked down seven times, get up eight. Like, that's my dude, like, favorite player. So I was, I was like, so happy. I'm sitting there in the room, just, like, waiting, watching. And then, like, we, we rap, we finish. I'm like, yo, D-Man, I just want to say, man, my name is Lester. I'm so happy to meet you. I'm glad you, uh, you know, decided to speak on DJ Ire, man. He was like, oh, man, you're you a great fan. Like, like, he was so cool. And then he was like, man, you want a picture? I was like, do I? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, I was so happy. Like, because, you know, you don't want to be like, you want to be professional. But at the same time, like your inner kid, your inner fan is just like bursting at the seams. Yeah. Oh, man, that jump was crazy. So D-Wade was my, be- my, my favorite just because he's my favorite player. And then I was early, early in my career, I interviewed Jamie Foxx. And back then, Jamie Foxx was my favorite, like, comedian slash actor. Um, just that entertainment show that I was telling you about, Atlanta Tonight. I was, like, probably a couple months onto the job. And at that job, like, I, I did every, a lot of everything. I, like, went out and helped shoot. I, like, produced a little bit. And I edited mostly as my main gig. But on this uh, specific feature, he had just finished uh, Ray and, and the, the movie. So the press junket came to Atlanta. Uh, had him set up in a ballroom, interview him, talking about the movie, talking about what he did to get ready, all that stuff, boom, boom, boom. And I'm going to do a camera for one of them. And we t- afterwards, we chopped it up, talked. He was so cool, chill. And then so that was, like, really, really fun. So those are my main two. Like, like Jamie Foxx, D-Wade, absolute standouts uh, for sure. That's a good tip right awesome. there. I knew, yeah. I knew he was going to say D-Wade. I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> I did see that one. You saw that one. Wade yeah. County. <laughs> Wade County. <laughs> I knew he was gonna say that one. <laughs> yeah, man. You know we gotta represent. I gotta represent 305 whenever I can. 305 to the fullest. Born and raised, Miami. And you and now you're <laughs> in my hometown. Now you're living in my crib. We know where I'm where? from. Atlanta. Where from? What what? What you talking oh, about? Oh, okay. Uh, I, forgot. I forgot. Uh, hey, I forgot. Hey. I haven't been in Atlanta. In a, I haven't been in Atlanta in almost a month, so I forgot. Hey, hey, hey! You got to go back home at some point. That's true. I didn't know you was from Atlanta, dude. I thought you yeah. were from Vero Beach. No, man, that's where I graduated high school. I was born and lived in Atlanta, man. I'm a Grady baby, man. Grady. Okay, okay, okay. I see you. <laughs> I, I thought you was. I thought you was gonna say you was from Decatur, where it's greater. Well, now if you want to talk about where I lived at now, but but I was born Not in Atlanta. I was born in Atlanta. I, n- <laughs> but you live in Fayetteville. <laughs> <laughs> <Not up there. laughs> I got my birth certificate in there, man. It's got Atlanta written on the bottom of it, the city of Atlanta. That's all that matters. That's all that counts. Where are you so from? You tell us about. I mean, you are like you're a contractor. You're an entrepreneur. And hold on, hold on, April. Where are you from? I'm from Colorado. I am not from okay, the South. Right. Yeah. Nice. All right, cool. <laughs> where, the air is, where the air is thin. Where the air is thin. <laughs> a lot of jokes. Right. Okay, but I want to know, because you got this beanie on your head, and I'm yeah. digging it. 
because I'm from Colorado Thank you. and I love beanies. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Quick story. Beanie. This is, this is the, this is the rainbow edition beanie. Um, the company that I started with my girl, Megan, it's called Expressive Hearts, Expressive Hearts. And um, what we aim to do is warm people up mentally and physically, right? So with me, like, we, like I said earlier, like I just love life experiences and living. And I like to share positive things with my friends. Like every now and then you might find me sending out a mass text to like several people, not a mass text, like to a bunch of people. Like I individually send these messages like to each person, like just positive, it might be a music, it might be a song. And then with a message like, you know, stay up, keep up, eyes on a prize, you know, whatever, um, or a quote or just feelings of encouragement. I'm, I'm frequently like sending out those things, not not like every day or anything, but like whenever the spirit kind of like hits me and I'm like, yo, I need to like reach out to like X, Y, Z person. You know, that's kind of like my MO, like what I do. And, I, and it's not like a am trying to be something or do something. It's just like something that's like a natural innate. And I just. uh I've always done that so during quarantine <laughs> like we all were stuck at home trying to figure out ways to improve ourselves or do things and keep ourselves occupied or you know not from going insane and busy from being stuck in the house for months um i megan we picked up and we learned how to knit so we've been knitting hats headbands beanies uh head wraps and we figured out how to, uh, I guess, streamline the process so that we can like knock out a couple, uh, at least at least five or six per day. So, long story short, we started this company called Expressive Hearts, where we combined warming up with these beanies, these hats, these headbands and head wraps, as well as the positive messages that I always do. Uh, so each label will have a positive message sewn into the the leather and the company is called expressive hearts because the message is coming from our heart and we want people to express themselves mental uh mental awareness and mental health is super important for us and it's like a hot buzz word right now so we kind of figured like we can sell these hats winter time whatever fashionable people will enjoy them and be warm but they'll also like look at it read the label and kind of be reminded like that, that it's a, something as simple as love yourself or have a positive outlook or tomorrow's not promised, live for today. You know, those type of things that even though you take for granted, like, you, oh yeah, I know that. But like, it's almost, it's almost like that, that, that theory of like, if you stick it on your mirror, your bathroom mirror, or you put the magnet on your uh, refrigerator and you see it, you walk by it, like it kind of like, oh yeah, all right that you know what I mean so this is just like a little you know business venture that we wanted to try um to to kind of inspire people and also kind of like give people their personal sense of style so we have like the rainbow ones we have several different colors blue red black gray then we have like the light colors and you know there's all kinds of stuff you can just go check it out on Etsy expressive hearts no space or check it on Instagram expressive hearts knits um but yeah that's that's just what it is so right now i'm in hawaii and uh here let me show you guys the full deal i'm in hawaii and hawaii is the rainbow state right so this is this is so 
uh, coincidental. Like we made this one while we were in Atlanta, and I was like, "Yo, bring the bring the uh, the rainbow ones. Like we could probably take some cool pictures and just like ha- hang out." So when you guys like emailed me, I was already in Hawaii to do the interview. Like, and I was like, "Oh, I'll wear the I'll wear the the Hawaii one because like it'd be great. Like it'll match whatever." <laughs> so all things work out, right? So that's that's what it, that's what this is all about. I that's, love it. That is what's up, uh-huh. man. And and, and I, I've been following you on the on Instagram with it a little bit, but I didn't know that backstory to it. That's cool. And yeah. now that I have the backstory, it all comes together. Now it yeah. makes it makes sense. And about him yeah. sending out those positive messages, like he for real about that because I be getting them. And what's so crazy <laughs> is now that I know that, you know, he's like, I sent him out mass. Like I was like, he like addressed it to me by name. So I'm like, oh, that's what's up, homie. I'm like, homie, figure my beyond cool. That's what's up, man. Now I know everybody else getting them too, man. I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) no, no, no. Everybody gets them, but they're like, it's not like a like a program. I'm not just saying boom and send. It's like, yo, Daryl. Like I'm actually sending it to you because you're you popped on my brain. Like, like I got like 800, 900 something contacts. But not everybody gets them. Like, yeah. Okay. Like I have to be like, I'd be like, I feel like Daryl needs this right here, right? Or uh, like it might be a music, it might be a music track or a song or or something like like different people get certain things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 It's like it. whatever like is led on my on my heart. Yeah, I get him. Yeah. And like I said, he do, he addressed it. It'd be like, what up, D? And then he'll hit me with the little inspiration. I'm like, ah, cool. Let me <laughs> go ahead and go about my day. I'm like, all right, man. Yeah. it's like you never it's like you never know what people are going through you know and like always always operate under like the assumption of like it 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 might suck today like but man it could be worse right like somebody has it worse yeah so any like if you if you are feeling good today or you woke up with like a like a positive like vibe or a feeling like it's important to like spread that out because it could help somebody or it could make, make somebody just that was down in the dumps, like just lift them up a couple of notches so that they can like shrug it off and be like, you know what? Yeah. Let's get this, you know? So yeah. that's the way I operate. It's just, it's, it's just a way of trying to, uh, I guess just spread positivity and spread like, like joy because you never know when you, you're going to need it. Like I, some days I need that, you know, and somebody comes in and says like, Oh, you're looking handsome. Like I like the way you wear an outfit. And that, that's just like lifts my spirit or gives me like the boost or something. So you get it, you give it, and return the favor. So that's what's up. I hope everybody hearing this in 2021. I hope y'all <laughs> hearing this. Because that right there is the message right there. That's the word, man. Yeah, that's what we need. That's yeah, the right there. And it ties in perfectly to the um you know, the business that you all started, yeah. the expressive hearts. Like, I'm like, it's, it all makes yep. sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Like, and, all, you know, we're going to post yeah. the, the links to that site because I think it's really important. Yeah. And I think that yeah. people would be on board with what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so those are posted in yeah. the show notes for, for everybody listening. Hey, um, hey, before we that. jump, hey, y'all got to transition that to the little blankets, man. I need me a little knitted. Little oh, man. With the, with the tag on the end with the motivational quote on it. <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah, listen, man. Once we, once we kind of get some, we in the hole right now. <laughs> we in the hole right now. But once we get some more sales, we'll start to uh, branch out and figure out some different avenues. Cause I, you know, I watch Shark Tank a lot, and Mark Cuban said something real fun. He's like, 
listen, when you have a great idea, go with it. Explore it. Make it fun. Make it happen. Make it make money. But every customer suggestion, you don't have to follow. They'll <laughs> end you up being bankrupt. <laughs> so, you know, say so we're going to see what sells, right? We got, we got like, ah, uh, man, we probably have like 10 to, 10 to 12 different colors right now. And, and we obviously adult sizes, baby sizes, uh, reversibles. So we're going we gonna to stick with that. We, this is our first, like, you know, winter season that we started. So we yeah. kind of go through this one. And then we kind of regroup and then make sure we have enough for the next winter. And then once we get through that next one, we'll see, like, what's popular and what works and what doesn't work. And then maybe we'll throw an iteration of a blanket or, like, a little donut scarf in that mug, you know? You know what I'm saying? So April could be right when she goes to Denver. You know, and and we go and we got a funny, I, I, we got a funny campaign starting out because everybody calls these hats different, right? Mm -hmm. So I call them in Miami, we call them Scullies. Scullies, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. In Canada, where Megan is from, they call them Tooks. Tooks, right? Okay. So and I know a lot of people call them beanies, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of them call them call them nitties. So. It, it's funny. So we got a, a fun little campaign, which I hope that you guys will be a part of, where we're just going to have you rock one and say, I got my, however you call it, whatever you say, right? And I'm going to put it together in a little video. And uh, we're just going to have fun with it. We're just trying to like spread the word, spread the positivity, and just kind of get the awareness up because everybody need a winter hat. Like, I know you got to cover the bald head when what? you go out. <laughs> In a winter, like you got to keep that thing warm. It's a wrap. If you don't, you go. You're gonna be coughing, and <laughs> people gonna think you got COVID. You don't want to catch snow colds right now. So stay warm. Keep your head warm. My mom's always to say, if your head warm and your feet warm, you won't get sick. <laughs> hey, now you talking about language right there, boy. Now you talking about <laughs> language right there, boy. Hey, hey, like Mark Cuban said. Hey, I'm gonna throw another idea that y'all start knitting some socks too. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Yo, listen, listen. We gonna get whatever works. We gonna we gonna do it. Oh my <laughs> we just gotta figure it out. <laughs> That's what's up. I want to ask. This is like the this is the question that ties everything together with our podcast, and we talk about bridging the gap between racial boundaries. And yeah. we know not only is Megan your significant other from Canada, but she is also white. And so we want to know how has being in an interracial relationship changed you or how has it impacted your perspective? Um, and what does it do for you to really be with somebody who's from a very different culture, very different background? Right. Um, okay, so for me, so I got to take you back a little bit before we get there, right? Yes. And my, my ex-wife was black. So in between her and Megan, I've dated all races. I have no uh, discrimination, <laughs> right? Like, I love all people. I love all races. I love all types. I love kinds. Um, tread so, lightly, my friend. There's, 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 tread lightly, my uh, friend. Tread lightly. Right, 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 <laughs> right. So, like, I, I have no, like, nothing bad to say, right? But um, I, I definitely, like, after, after uh, my uh, ex-wife, like, I started kind of, like, experimenting with different races. Like, I dated 
you know, Spanish. I, I uh, dated white. And, and like, I kind of like gravitated to this one race, white, Caucasian, whatever you want to call it. Because at that time in my life, like I was like feeling myself, like I wanted like adventure and like, like I wanted just like that level of like, I can't really explain it. Like, I just wanted like a level of adventure that my ex-wife wasn't giving me. So I, it, naturally I feel like you go for the opposite. And this particular girl was down for all that, the travel, the adventure, the fun, like the experiencing restaurants and trying all these different things. And that like just kind of stuck in my brain is like, okay, well, this is what I need. So after we kind of dated for a while and broke up, I dated other races. And I, I would say that I got that adventure a little bit, but not as much as I did with the white. And not to say that there's, there obviously there are no absolutes. And I don't feel like there are no black girls or no uh, Caribbean girls or no Asian girls or whatever that, that aren't adventurous. I'm sure there are just the ones that I encountered and came and clicked with so that matched with me, you know, in, in a relationship form, uh, that whole dynamic together didn't match, didn't come together. So after all my dating, I, uh, I came to the conclusion that I didn't, I can't say that I have a preference, but I probably lean towards that as my match. And so when I started dating, like, it seemed like everyone that I was kind of like feeling and like linking with and clicking with was white. And I won't say that that's a bad thing or a good thing. Obviously people might, you know, feel different. like, Oh man, you're terrible. You're whatever, whatever. But for me and what I like, I'm a very, I would say I'm a hard person to, to deal with. I'm, sometimes I'm kind of mean. I'm very demanding. Um, and I feel like it takes a certain type of person to like match that. Like I need, I need the person that will give that back to me, but also know when to like step back and like support me and just like, let me go on my rants and be mean and then come back and tell me where I did wrong and what I'm doing wrong in, in like their loving way. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. So I love Montreal. Sorry, this is a long story, but th this is where the story takes me. I love Montreal. I love Canada. And when I discovered uh, Toronto, I fell in love with Toronto. And one of my boys told me, Montreal is even better. And I was like, no way. Absolutely no way. So in my travels and my adventures, the next year, I booked a ticket to Montreal. And I went there and I was like, home alone face. <laughs> Absolutely top notch, the best city in the world. Absolute hands down. So I kept going back and forth to Montreal. And on my probably my third or fourth visit, I happened to meet Megan and went on a date. And the the conversation was literally the best conversation I've ever had on a date. There's so much other backstory to like the date. I had a basically I had an almost broken foot. Had to cancel the, the original plans and we ended up being right next to my Airbnb and I was basically handicapped and I was sweating because I had to hop down some stairs and I was it was it was it was hilarious. But uh, long story short, 
she ended up being like the perfect match for me in every aspect of life. And I'm talking about communication, adventure, like attitude, all that stuff. Like everything that you, like when you check the box, if you actually like wrote a list of everything you need for from a significant other, if you were to be in a relationship, and that's me. Cause I'm always, I was always like, I really like my single life. I like being single. I like doing me. I like being on my time schedule and living my life. But I also like having like that partner to kind of experience stuff with and, you know, have fun with and just like support back and forth. Like, so I've always been like back and forth dichotomy, like which one? So if you write a list and you were saying like, I need all these things for me to be like super happy in a relationship. Like I got all those things. Like she checks every single box of my like relationship list. So it's kept in touch and boom, one thing led another. And now she's mine and I love her. She's the best. She's amazing. And um, being with her, she's Canadian. So, yeah, I guess you consider that white, but not American, Canadian white, whatever. Her skin's white. <laughs> so I guess it counts on the success of black and white, right? It's different. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I think it's different. Too. We love her. Too. I think it's different. But I it think it's different. Life. Like. I think Canadian, I think Canadian white is different than American white, 100%. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. A whole, but, can, but we, I digress. That's like five other episodes that we can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all might have to give you the next iteration, point two. But yeah, I mean, uh, we'll bring being, with, <laughs> being with uh, like someone from, in a, or being in an interracial couple, I, I, I know there's a lot of horror stories. Maybe people feel like, they get looks or they feel weird or like people treat them differently. Like, I don't know. I've never seen that. I've never felt that. People, I don't know. I guess maybe it's become more mainstream nowadays, but, but like, I don't, I don't get like weird looks or weird treatments or for the most part, people always look at us and be like, Oh my gosh, y'all are so beautiful together. Oh my gosh. Like, I feel like we get extra attention and extra like help because like, we look like we might be some kind of celebrities or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't put my finger on it, but like, I legit, like, I just love, it's not even about the attention. I just love her. Like, forget like color and nationality, whatever aside, like, I just love her because of what she is to me and what I am to her and our dynamic and how it is. She could be purple. It, like, if she like, look, like lived and did what she did and attracted me. I don't care what color she was, is, is or what would be. Like that's really the main to me. It's like the, the connection to me is, is what's most important. All right. Well, tell us, yeah. tell everybody where can they find where can you? They find you? Where can they buy these cool beanies and headbands? And where can they follow oh, that and man. See photography? Okay. So you can you can follow me at on Instagram at Lesroy Luard, and that's at L-E-S-R-O-Y-L-O-U-A-R-D. That's my main account. My photography account is at Luard Media underscore photography, L-O-U-A-R-D-M-E-D-I-A underscore photography. And uh, the hats, to get a hat, go check out our hats and stuff. You can look at at Expressive hearts one word underscore knits 
And there you'll get your daily dose of inspirational quotes. You'll get some, you know, photography of me taking things, taking our product and putting them in cool scenarios and cool situations. And uh, just, just really highlighting the product in a cool way to appeal to people. Um, that's, that's all there. And then you also get to see this, this model that you see before you. <laughs> Me as a model. Real, you get to see, see Ari, and she is yeah. so dumb. Ari as a model. Yes, you see, you see my 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 interracial daughter, Ari. She is also a model. You'll see my beautiful fourteen-year-old Layla as a model, and my beautiful Megan as a model. So, any picture that you see with me, I've obviously transferred my skill level and direction to Megan in order for her to take great pictures. <laughs> No, babe. Tilt it up to the left. Now. Okay. Focus here. Boom. Okay, perfect. And she takes like, you know, 30. And, you know, I, I work my magic and make, you know, make them a little bit better. But uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what you'll see on expressive heartiness, as well as obviously inspirational quotes, uh, all that stuff, love and positivity that we kind of just spread out into the world. And oh, my website for my stuff, my editing and my, you know, all that stuff is luardmedia.com. Nice. Cool. That's much wow. it, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. You hit all of them. I, got a lot, I know I got a lot going on. You I got a lot going on. You hit all of them. What we'll do is we'll get them all from you and we're going to post them all in the show notes. So for all the listeners, you know, if you don't remember what he said, just literally scroll down in the show notes and they'll all be there. But definitely yeah. follow him. Definitely check out his work. If you are looking to collab with him, definitely reach out um, and link up. Like I said, he's very humble. He's vet for his skill level and what he does. I think he's too humble, but he's very humble and he'll work with you um, if you reach out. Um, so definitely follow him. One, if you're trying to get some work done um, and you're looking for a photographer here um, in you know, his region, um, definitely reach out and um, make that connection so yeah we appreciate you man i appreciate you guys for having me on the show you guys are awesome i appreciate everything that you all are doing i love laughing with y'all i love shaking my head at y'all i love drinking with y'all so it's been a great uh a great it's been great to be on the show watching it from afar i've been watching it while i'm exercising on my bike you know catching y'all on youtube and stuff but yeah i appreciate y'all man thank you so much all right. Well, that's it. Yeah. Until the next time. We out. We out. Bye. Yep. Hey. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Success in Black and White, the podcast. The podcast. Music engineered and produced by DJ Vance. Remember that you can join our email list at successinblackandwhite.com for more ways on how you can help bridge the gap between racial boundaries. I'm April. And I'm Daryl. We're, We're out. out.